Off the ball. Does Lampard understand what his role is here? Oh, well, I've only been here a couple of days, you know. I can't sort out all the problems in that time. And you still think you're not here to sort out the problems? Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. How's things, Joe? Delighted to be joined with you here at Crow Park. A little bit different than when there's 80,000 people here. Yeah, it's a small bit different when there's only a couple of us here. But yeah, it's cool to be back. Uh, the pitch actually looks in great shape. So uh, yeah, it's nice, nice to be back. Does it bring fond memories back? I know you're here quite a bit, obviously working here as a pundit and that now. But does it bring some of those fond memories back of being out there on the pitch? Yeah, it probably does. Like every time you come in, you're kind of like thinking of days gone past and stuff like that but it was funny enough I was here last year was it semi-final uh, Limerick Galway and like mm. fine parking outside was a nightmare <laughs> like, normally you'd be coming in the bus and stuff like that and you'd be right in but I left it a little bit too late yeah you don't have to worry up, like, about any of that normally half an hour away walk so uh, it was grand but it's just a small bit different and getting used to those kind of days that you're driving up now instead of getting the bus and stuff yeah yeah, it's a complete different perspective sitting in the stands, obviously when you're working, but when you're here as a fan to yeah. when you were out there on the pitch, did you realise the extent of it all? Um, I probably did in a way that like a, a large family, so I would have been aware of all their planning to see who was going with who and to get up and uh, enjoy the day and where they were going to park or where they were going to stay and stuff. So. Um, yeah, it it's it is. It's a cool day to be a supporter. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a little bit different when you're kind of used to playing, and then you become a supporter, and then you hear all the other supporters saying what you know the bad and the good. Um, it's a bit strange. Like when you're out there, obviously, and eighty thousand people are screaming, you don't hear much, but you just hear noise. But mm-hmm. when you're actually in the stand, you can hear what everybody, every expert, I suppose, is saying. <laughs> So it's a little bit funny like that, but yeah, it's good. It's good to see that side of things. Yeah, you're hearing all the experts around you. You wouldn't have heard that when you were on the pitch, but yeah, you, yeah. you do now. And even as like a pundit, how do you find that side of things? Have you got any players or teams or managers texting you saying, Jesus, Joe, why did Don't you say, say that anything. about us? <laughs> no, not yet. They're probably the other way. They're probably not saying anything to me. Uh, they're yeah, probably less the like, <laughs> they're not texting me or ringing me anymore. I'm kind of not ringing them either because... Obviously, when you go into the punditry side of things, I don't know if I feel that I don't want to put them under pressure to ask them, oh, how's things going? Especially the Galway lads that I'd be friendly with. Um, they think you're fishing a little may, bit. Maybe. maybe. Well, they probably don't, but it's probably in the back of their mind going, I can't tell them everything. And I, and I respect that because I'd be the exact same if I was the player still and whatever. Even Ollie, when, when he was with the guys in Sky, like... You'd be telling them nothing, like, you know, <laughs> in case he'd say anything on the TV and then, oh, where did he get that, I wonder. But uh, no, it's it's fine. I don't mind it too much. Um, like, I'll try and give as an honest opinion as I can. And if not everybody's going to agree with it, and especially depending on which county I'm saying it about, they mm-hmm. won't agree or disagree with it. So, um, yeah, I'll enjoy it and, and just give it an honest opinion and hopefully it's OK. And overall, how are you finding it? Yeah, good, good. Like, it keeps me... I'd be at the games anyway. Yeah. So it keeps me busy uh, and involved still. Um, so I enjoy it, yeah. It's 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 long days, I suppose, as you know yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's enjoyable. Um, and you get to, I suppose, talk about something you love. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's really good at the moment. And you're still around the game. Was that something you always thought you might get into when you were playing that you might want punditry or you didn't even think Jeez, that way no 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 as like most people 
most I suppose journalists and people would have I wouldn't have had the best relationship with them um, to be honest uh, you probably heard or something I don't know <laughs> but no I would have been I wouldn't have gone back to probably past relationships and past interviews that probably I wouldn't have thought was fair or whatever yeah. and interpreted differently um, I would have become more guarded around uh, giving interviews and stuff especially when I was playing but I suppose when you're out of playing you don't become as paranoid in a way mm -hmm. as such and you're you're not afraid to just talk what you think um, I think you're more guarded when you're playing and you're not giving away not that it's any secrets or anything like that, but you're just afraid of what might be interpreted or what might be taken up wrong, or a headline might be might be said. So, um, yeah, for sure, it's m much more easygoing, I suppose now. But definitely, when when I retired first, I didn't think I'd be getting into any <laughs> punditry or anything like that, or even coaching. And like I'm involved with the Galway Miners now, coaching as well. Mm. And uh, so those kind of things keep me involved the whole time. Yeah. And what was it about the media that you? kept your guard up you obviously had an experience that yeah, sort yeah. of made you yeah. say okay I'm not speaking was, to them as much anymore yeah completely like back in 2012 the mm -hmm. whole Henry Shefflin thing that was that was it basically I actually met that journalist uh, that went to bit to town on me the other day uh, uh, it was it was golfing in Lynch and he was there but we didn't say didn't hello talk. or anything no. well I only saw him in the distance but uh, he's retired now but uh, yeah so it, like how that was kind of interpreted and stuff like that that kind of annoyed me at the time um, and that's how I became more guarded with what I, what I said or mm -hmm. how how I said it and it was a good learning curve for me I was young at the time and it was a very good learning curve for me so um, yeah that's that was basically it and how did that affect you then in terms of even around the team I know they weren't happy at the time when it, when it all came out. So how did it affect you around them and how your relationship yeah, with them? Yeah, like nobody ever said it to me, but I probably felt it because obviously we lost the All-Ireland mm -hmm. uh, a week or two later. Um, and that was probably, my comments were probably given as an excuse for us losing the All-Ireland, if you know what I mean. Would you think that's fair? Uh, if I was in their shoes, I'd probably say maybe. You'd be looking at that and not to point a finger at yourself kind mm -hmm. of a thing. Realistically, no. Like, I remember I hit a hit a ball and I hit the bottom butt of the post. Yeah. And it rebounded out. Kenny went down and got a goal the other end. And, like, if we got that, we would have been two points up. And who knows, we could have won the game. Mm -hmm. So if we won the game, my comments wouldn't have mattered a bit. But because we lost, I think things are blown up even more um, and yeah that's fair enough listen people look for reasons the whole time and that was the easiest reason to give so mm -hmm. I, I I I understand that kind of side of things but um, it didn't really affect me after that or with any of the guys or anything like that um, I don't think it did anyway um, but yeah it's it was a good learn I suppose <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. And even looking at social media side of things as well, how did you find all of that when you were playing? Did you keep your Twitter and things like that? Were you looking at comments? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would have probably not commented on a lot of stuff that was directed at me or whatever. Um, at, when I started out, social media was only kind of starting to get going. Mm -hmm. um, so 
it probably got worse as the years went on. Um, but that's it's. I suppose people have this freedom of speech now on social media, so you can be either on it or not on it. And if you're not on it, you feel like, geez, am I living the same life as everybody else? Or am I kind of, but it didn't bother me. I had a thick enough skin that I learned lessons throughout my early career that probably stood to me and I took with a pinch of salt, you know, Mm -hmm. that kind of way. So things that were probably said to me if they were said somebody else, they probably would have taken them up. But there was lots of good things, obviously, as yeah. well. So, you know, a hundred good things, one bad thing probably outweighs them. But that's the one you think about. Yeah, exactly. But that's part and parcel of life. Yeah. Um, that's the human brain. But no, I kind of generally got on, and I used it as motivation more so than that. Mm-hmm. Like I always wanted to prove people wrong more so than, and had a chip on my shoulder a lot of the time. Be that good or bad. I don't know, it kind of worked for me. Um, yeah. Other people would say, Jesus, you're putting yourself under, don't be thinking about that sort of stuff. It's not good for you. But at the same time, that's worked for me. And, you know, I wouldn't tell anybody else to do that or not yeah. do it. It's totally individ- individualistic. You know? mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Did you feel a pressure when you played it all? Like, obviously, you were this household name within Hurling. And everyone said, you know, Joe Canning has to have this many All-Irelands. You should, you know, have this many All-Irelands. You obviously yeah. have your All-Ireland. But did you feel a pressure to play a certain way, to, to win certain titles? Um, there was always a pressure, yeah, 100%. Um, to win certain titles or play a certain way. I always said that, like, if I never won an All-Ireland, I wouldn't define me as a sports person and it shouldn't because we play a team sport it's not an individual sport it's not just me you're relying on 14 other guys to help you win so there's much more than just an individual but yes I heard all that individual stuff um, about like if he if he never won All-Ireland he's a failure or whatever and that's said about lots of guys and it's complete rubbish really yeah um, because as I said you need the other guys to help you if I was playing tennis and I didn't win something then yeah I'd be a failure do you know because mm-hmm. you're you're on your own in the court but um, yeah there was always pressure but I embraced it probably when I was younger because um, you've probably a different mindset when you're young you're coming into the scene it's your dream you think it's going to last forever and then when you get to your later years when you're coming close to 30 it's becoming more and more uh, less of I suppose possibility, an op- possibility or an opportunity to win something yeah. so um, yeah did that play in my mind probably did yeah yeah at times like I was you're thinking Jesus it'll never happen yeah. and that's your dream when you're a kid you want to win all Ireland's and you think you're going to win 10 all Ireland's when you're a kid out in the out in the farm or whatever but reality is, obviously, unless you're Henry or whoever from Kilkenny, you're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I embraced it. And sometimes when I got older, it probably weighed heavy on me um, in a bad way at times. Probably in the middle of my career, around like 13, 14, 15, that was probably the hardest times for me. And then when Hall probably came in and probably gave me a new lease of life, probably going out to field a bit more mm-hmm. and stuff. And I just enjoyed that a bit more. It gave me a bit more freedom to not be, let's say, 
full forward and mm-hmm. <laughs> just staying there the whole time. Um, so yeah, a little bit of change like that probably reinvigorated me in, in a way. Yeah. What was it that in those years that really got to you? Was it the, the pressure that we talked about? Was it? I know there was injuries at that point as well. Mm. I think you'd, your hand, you were getting yeah, injections yeah. for four games. Was it all that, or was it? I need to. I need to win. We need to be successful. There, there was a bit of both. There was a mixture of everything, right? Like going from getting to the All Ireland twelve, losing it, then the expectancy of getting back there again. Mm-hmm having a bad probably I think we lost quarter final in 13 to Clare 14 we lost early after replay to Kilkenny and Leinster 15 then obviously got to the All-Ireland lost that and then the whole Anthony thing so there was a mixture of a lot of things Um, so I was captain at the time in 14 just for a year I was living in Dublin actually working in Dublin for two years that time so the travel as well up and down wasn't mm-hmm. the best um, so a whole mixture of things but just found the expectancy was probably taken captain and that was taken away? yeah it was taken away but it, the problem like that that's not a big te- deal either probably it, rightly so mm-hmm. because when you're captain you're probably trying to do too much instead of like just play hurling um, and being in Dublin it probably didn't suit me because I wasn't around too often Yeah. as in day to day I was around for every training and stuff and every match but like it's just general things of meeting guys for a coffee or something or whatever um, yeah that was yeah I remember like chatting my parents about it back in I think 15 I was like it's nearly like I'm not enjoying it anymore in a way. Like, and seems which, like it was everything but the hurling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's everything around it. Yeah, everything around it. Um, and then it just changed when kind of me all came in and just gave us a new lease of life, and mm-hmm. it just kind of got us back a little bit. And I kind of went out, kind of wing forward, centre forward, and just more of a freedom kind of a role. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was kind of what changed then. Like, yeah. And when you made the decision then to retire, were you at peace mm. with that decision at the time? Yeah, yeah. Like I probably, I would have retired in 2020, COVID year, if we won the All-Ireland. Mm-hmm. We lost to Limerick here in the semi-final. Um, like that's your dream, you, you think, oh geez, we'll win the All-Ireland now, just go up in the high. Yeah. And it doesn't happen. No. <laughs> it's like... Uh, Not for everyone. Yeah, exactly. It's like the, I suppose... Brian O'Driscoll got his swang song, Ron O'Gara didn't, you know, that yeah. kind of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though you dream of these things, and I just didn't want to go out in that because we lost that game. I ended up in hospital, and then I wasn't, like I just said, right, we'll give it one more. Um, so I knew going into that year that it was probably going to be my last year. Nobody else knew about it. Um, met Dad straight after the game and just said that's it and he was on the phone to mam actually and I said it to mam and they were like well, what are you on about do you know oh they really they yeah, were surprised they, they were like well what are you talking about we were just after losing to Waterford so they got a surprise and I don't think they fully believed it until I chatted them later on uh, that night um, which I just told the boys after in the dressing room I think we went back through Limerick that night and I think 15 of the boys stayed in the house <laughs> that same night no in Limerick. So, uh, yeah, it was, and that was it. Um, but I was happy enough and content with, that was, 
that was my kind of career done and dusted because person said to me before you can uh, you you can never uh, you can you can always go out to or you can never go out too late but you can always go out too early like too early basically yeah. that it don't stay around too long too long and mm-hmm. just be there in your reputation I think that's a big um, thing for yeah. players to not yeah, do that yeah. and so like some players don't realize it and I was probably getting to the stage I probably am a little bit here like picking up a load of injuries not training as much and our lads thinking I'm kind of on the physio table a bit too much or whatever or what's wrong why isn't he training why isn't he here the whole time so that was kind of a thing that I didn't want creeping in Mm -hmm. because I've seen in teams gone past guys like that that just couldn't let go Mm -hmm. and you're like Jesus just let go like or yeah. you'll get dropped and that was the last thing I wanted you don't want to get that. dropped yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. that you don't realise it yourself um, mm. so yeah that was part of it as well yeah and when you look back now what is the main thing that you miss about it um, if you miss anything no I do, I do like I'd love to be still playing no doubt about it like in mentally 100% I'd love to be still playing um, but obviously physically no Um so the biggest thing probably just the crack like the training the matches the big days everything that you geared yourself up for like this week love to be thinking about Both. playing Wexford at the weekend in, yeah. in Pier Stadium with hopefully a packed house and a sunny day in Salt Hill even though there's probably going to be wind gusting down the pitch <laughs> yeah, it's going like, away <laughs> yeah so like you'd miss that mm-hmm. no doubt about it you'd miss that but at the same time, I've had my course, I suppose, and I have other things now. Like, I'm still playing club, still with the minors, doing the punditry, playing as much golf as I can play. Um, yeah, so it's good. You're doing pretty good in the golf, aren't you? <laughs> I don't know about that. What's your handicap? Uh, what is it, 3.6 now? Oh, jeez. Yeah, he so, says casually. <laughs> yeah, so I'm getting it down, I'm getting it down, but I just want to do as good as I can on it, yeah. to be honest. It's the thing that I, I enjoy um, and it's yeah I, I enjoy it yeah and just on the game at the moment it's evolved quite a lot we're seeing these massive score lines the skill is just getting higher and higher the yeah. level each year do you think it's in a good place at the minute um, obviously skill level it is but yeah. in the excitement around the championship do you think it's in a good place Um. I excitement around championship I think there can be more done mm-hmm. marketing wise um, from everybody yeah um, about GA to promote it more and get it more exciting I look at the Six Nations the rugby like they that's all you hear and that's all you will hear at the end of the year with the Rugby World Cup as well so I think it's a big year for GA to try and push more to the split season kind of thing does it help with the marketing of the bigger games sold out crow parks and stuff probably not um, but obviously we have to try something for the club game as well mm-hmm. um, do I think the game is in a good place I do I think I think we've probably the best athletes most skillful hurlers that we've ever had um, will it get better probably, yeah I, th- I think it will if you asked me 10 years ago would it get better 
you'd be hopeful but like you just don't know what's mm -hmm. what's going down the line um, and that's the exciting thing as well but um, I think it's really good if you can if you can get a creative buzz around GEA around hurling especially then it's it's you could have a really good championship like to look forward to going to a game or play a game at the weekend is what it's all about mm -hmm. um, I think the more you can build an occasion around it I think the more kids will enjoy it the more parents will get nagged to bring their kids to games and they're the future generation I think that's where you need to kind of target and get people going to games um, so I think it is in a, in a good place um, like I can't wait for to watch all the games uh, yeah. just as a supporter mm -hmm. like no matter what like I can't wait to watch whoever it is go Wexford at the weekend obviously from a personal point of view but like Limerick Waterford yeah I'm really looking forward to seeing what game plan Fitzy has for yeah. for the weekend um, that's 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 what I'm really looking forward to yeah yeah absolutely can Limerick be stopped they feel like they actually have upped it yeah level. like but but in one sense that's probably the most dangerous place in a while they've been from so if you're a Limerick sport like I live in Limerick now and all I'm hearing is we're going to do five six in a row do you know from a sporter's point of view yeah and if you're listening to that around Limerick as a player or as management that's a really dangerous place to be so they're at the top obviously and rightly so no doubt about it they're the best team that there is there at the moment but with that comes a fine line between listening to your that you're the best and then having a a cause to be the best ever mm -hmm. if you know what I mean so every other team let's say Waterford they've they've no issue going to Turles or Sunday and no. putting in a performance and having a chip on their shoulder and going we're going to take these guys out whereas where's Limerick my one fear for Limerick is where are they going to find their cause mm -hmm. if you know what I mean it's a lot easier when you're trying to scale up yeah. to the height rather than stay at the height mm -hmm. so if they can find that cause they won't be stopped but it's um it's brilliant for every other county because you're trying to get there and that's the challenge uh, for the Waterfords, the Tips, the Galways, the Kilkenny's um, to try and stop them this year um, and hopefully for it, I, I'm sick and tired of listening to it in Limerick <laughs> to be honest but uh, yeah people get ho very hopefully. sick of a team doing well fairly yeah, quickly it's like Dublin that's like Dublin yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's, it's the same in any sport mm. it was Man United for how yeah. long it was it's Man City now or whoever so uh, people be sick of the Irish rugby team if they don't stop winning yeah. soon enough. you know this kind of thing yeah. so uh, it's the same with Limerick at the moment it was the same with Kilkenny a few years ago Um when you're at the top, everybody wants to beat you, mm -hmm. but I'd probably rather be at the top than be, be yeah. chasing at the same time. But it's 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 going to be a good championship, I think. And I think there will be one or two surprises along the way. What about Galway? Who do you think they'll do? I'd be hopeful, a little bit worried about this weekend. Same kind of thing. Wexford probably, in fairness, missing a lot of players during the league. And I don't think it's a true reflection on... on what they can mm -hmm. produce so I'm a little bit worried that there could be a bit of a an ambush at the weekend I'm hopeful there's not but if there's a slippery 
game it's going to be this one because Galway are expected to win and um, there's no point in saying otherwise but Galway are um, yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so if if they're off a little bit and mm-hmm. Wexford come with, with everything they have it could be in for a, a tough day at the office but I'm just for, I'm hopeful mentally they're, they're Galway ready for it yeah how do you feel that Henry Shefflin has done so far? I think he's done well. Um, like it's always tough coming into a different yeah. county. Um, like the league, I think he's done what he needed to do out of it. Get a few more players. Has a stronger panel probably this year than probably last year. Um, I think there's loads of guys pushing for positions, especially in the forwards. Um, so if, yeah, I think he's found one or two forwards that hopefully will bring that into championship um, and hopefully he'll have all the guys back I know Davy Burke is missing but um, I think I think they have a, nearly a full clear, clean bill of health um, and it's all about staying injury free for, for a lot of teams that are chasing Limerick um, if you're down one or two it's a massive blow yeah. whereas Limerick seem to be have probably their best panel now at the moment um, so one or two missing for them isn't the same as let's say one or two missing for Galway or Kilkenny or that mm-hmm. um, I'm very hopeful very hopeful that uh, they do the business yeah would you like to play under Henry oh yeah yeah yeah. when he announced that he was coming in yeah. you had just retired was it going through your mind at that point yeah, yeah. I'll go back yeah I was out for dinner and I literally said jeez might go back but then I was like <laughs> realistically no I'm not able so I was like uh Oh, completely in my mind, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would have loved it. Would have loved it. I'm just sorry he wasn't there probably two years ago or whatever before that or a year before that. And that's no disrespect to Shane O'Neill or anything like no, that. I'm just, just, yeah. just me personally. I would have mm-hmm. loved to work with Henry Shefflin, obviously. Um, but yeah, it was yeah too late for, for me, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I like... I think the guys are enjoying it, any of the yeah. lads that are there. So it, it's it's a good place to be at the moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. I learned a hell of a lot from Henry. Yeah, that's for yeah, sure. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant, Joe. Thanks so much. Cheers. Thank, Thank you. you.